Welcome everybody to Pew Pew Panel. Today we've got a golden episode for you, quite literally. <laughs> Just a few days ago, we went to TriggerCon and Ava was one of the many judges, one of the few judges actually, for the Golden Trigger Awards. So we're going to be going everything that went down at TriggerCon just a few days ago. Ava, how was that? Uh, that was really exciting. I really love the opportunity that I was, you know, one of the voters in this and looking forward to sharing with you guys everything that we saw and why I voted the way that I did. But first, we have some mail call to take care of. Um before we go over that, like, Dalen, are you sick? Yeah, it might sound like I have a little bit of a cold, a little bit congested, a little bit, I'm living off some like, right now, so I should be good to go. I feel like you're always sick. It's weird, like, for anybody watching, like, the secret's now out. Sometimes we record multiple episodes in a day. So if you guys feel like I'm sick, like, for 80% of my life, <laughs> just it just tends to be on the days that we record the episodes. Okay, so before we start mail call real quick, I just wanted to make a recommendation. And this is something that I recently started doing. Um, have you ever heard of a grounding mat or a grounding in general? Mm, yeah. You have? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard of them. Why are you why are you like, mm, yeah? <laughs> I just know we're about to get some really hippie advice coming in. No, we okay. For yourselves. All right. So I brought this. <laughs> Oops, it's upside down. All right. So for anybody who hasn't heard of this, um, you can get off Amazon. I had a friend that sent this to me. My friend who um, has had some, you know, health issues in the past, this is what he does. And it's literally like changed his life. And Dalen, I feel like because sometimes you can, you know, you're kind of a bubble kid to an extent. I feel like this could do wonders for you. And oh. yeah, so if anybody is, I'm not going to change the whole episode into grounding because I could tell Dalen's already given me the look and I'm taking the first show. hunting now grounding. <laughs> I know. I'm taking this show in a direction that he doesn't want to go in. But um, I do think that, you know, if you guys have the opportunity, just Google it, you know, grounding, which means literally that we we put our feet like in the ground. But we don't really always have the opportunity to do that because of uh, rubber shoes and stuff. And I'm also a clean freak. You're not going to see me putting my toes in the grass or anything like that. And if you're like me and you don't do that, I would definitely look into products that allow you to still ground. Um, just myself. So I had a cut and I've noticed it heal so much quicker. So just like a little things, you know, you like heal a lot quicker. Uh, you sleep better. It's there's less inflammation, like all these health benefits. So look into that. And Dalen, maybe I'll get one, get get you one for Christmas. I do the barefoot thing, so maybe you don't need to worry about me so much. But I need to I need to be out in real nature, not like backyard lawn nature. But I like the barefoot thing a lot. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So let's go so back to mail call. I just wanted to give you some, you know, some advice for my, you know, my good old cold host. <laughs> cold, cold host. Cold. cold, cold. <laughs> all right, so Dalen, what did you get in? This is pretty dang cool. So I got a few of these actually. We got a bunch of masks from Parcel. And these are, if you look at this, you can see it's sort of like, here, let me see if I can center it properly. You can see it's kind of got that bubble kind of look to the mask. Um, yeah. These are really cool for like emergency preparedness. You know, you never know when there's going to be like a wildfire or um, some sort of other biological 
thing that you don't want to be feeling. I didn't say warfare, but <laughs> you could actually shoot with these masks, which is cool. Um, like the old fashioned bug eye masks that you like see from like World War II, those still exist that same style and pattern. But these masks I recently got from Parcel, you can actually shoot with them. So I'm excited to kind of test out to see how easy it is to see if it takes any like extra work or anything like that. But yeah, those are going to be a ton of fun. So I think I got four of these and one of them has like this blue coating on it that makes it look like super sci-fi because as we know, being deadly is just as important as looking good. So So what makes it like, what gives it the reason that you can shoot wearing it? I feel like, I mean, I feel like you can shoot wearing anything if you're brave enough. Uh, You can. It's about getting the proper cheek weld and not having the respirator um, pull it off of your cheek because otherwise uh, you can't actually shoulder it without it hitting the uh, respirator. So, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's really cool. allows that space. It's a pretty nice. fun one. So yeah, those are the parcel safety masks, and they're way cheaper than like other brands. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but people probably know who they are. If you think of like a safety company that does masks, these are going to be much cheaper for the same quality. Hmm. These are pretty much the same price as like what labs um, pay when they just pick up respirators and stuff like that. So that's it's pretty slick. Nice. All right, well, my turn, and I'm actually going to open it here because I this has been sitting on my desk now for, I think, two weeks. I haven't even opened it. I'm so busy. Ooh. But it's from Armaspec, and we saw them at TriggerCon. They had some really cool stuff, and I want to say what I saw, but I don't know if it's going to be inside your pack. I know. I don't even... Wait. I don't either, and I feel bad because as they were going over stuff, I was like, oh, did I get one of those? Okay, so we've got our... Um, our uh what is this thing called um i don't remember the name but I why am i drawing a blank okay charging handle <laughs> oh just charging handle but this is interesting ava if you remember this thing is like it redirects gas so if you run this with a suppressor you're not going to get gassed in the face yeah. for anybody wondering when you shoot a suppressor you get like blowback that really is a toxic and b it stings your eyes so I'm that just... charging handle defeats that it's it kind of dampens it I'm just laughing that I didn't even remember what charging handle is. And then I got a lower parts kit. And the reason why they sent me this stuff is I'm actually putting together an AR. And I'll show you guys. It's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, it's an SBR. It has an awesome Cerakote job. Uh, extended mag release. That actually looks pretty cool. I like I like nice. that one. That Yeah. You know how some of the extended mag releases, like, okay, when you think about pistols, like on the Glock, like, Palm Rady ones, I'm not a big fan. I guess if you're wearing gloves, well, it makes sense. But... Tactically, you don't want it to snag on something. So you want to make sure that it can give you the extension you need. But at the same time, you don't want it to be like getting caught up on stuff. So it's always a little bit of a battle. That looks like a good balance, though. This we saw. Um, we were, you can't really see it, but it's a buffer tube and a buffer spring. And I'm yeah, really excited like a... to try this one out. It's like a buffer spring within a buffer spring. So they yeah. kind of like it's 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 got a really cool like accordion vibe to it where it kind of goes inside of itself uh it's very cool yeah it says the stealth recoil spring is designed to reduce felt recoil as well as keep the buffer spring from rubbing against the inner wall of the tube of the i'm sorry of the buffer tube and then one last thing which is a grip and oh okay a little tool uh to screw in that you know when you're when you're putting on your grip on your AR and it's, you know, it's a little bit of a reach. So that's pretty cool. 
really excited awesome. to put all of this stuff together. Those guys were really nice. Um, I introduced them to you at TriggerCon, and they definitely have some really cool stuff coming out in the future that uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear about. And you guys, if like gun technology and like learning details about new and emerging things people are doing, if that's like what you're interested in, this is going to be your episode because it's going to get very technical with a bunch of stuff. And keep in mind, we're not technical people. We're just trying to understand it. So, I mean, Ava's a lot better at this than I am. I'm sort of the dumb dumb here, but there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of technical stuff. I mean, I think it's debatable, but maybe this show possibly because you're on cold medicine. <laughs> Look how All cute right, Peaches see. looks right now. Oh, yes. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't plugged Peaches yet. Oh, she had her ear behind her, like her ear inside out, and it just looked so cute. And I just love her so much. Ava, somebody, dude, somebody called my dog ugly today on Facebook. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that Ava was not in a happy mood. You guys do not no. call Peaches ugly. You can call Ava, me ugly. You can call me you can ugly anytime. Peaches is ugly. Just don't tell Ava that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you say if you talk badly about my dog, I will find you and yeah, I will like, make you regret it. <laughs> be like John Wick, but just if you insult her dog. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, now it's time for the Would You Rather. Yes. So, guys, if you have any questions for us, like, hey, would you rather this or would you rather that or anything? Honestly, we don't care if it's a dumb question, if it's something that uh, requires us to think a little bit. Just ask away, and we are more than happy to answer it for you. The worst part about this Would You Rather is I didn't write down who sent it to us, and I, we have that for, like, literally everybody else. So if you sent this to us, I'm, I apologize that I can't give you the credit you deserve. Send us another would you rather question <laughs> and we'll make sure to say who it came from and give you double credit. But the it's two questions. So what, well, it's actually three. What's your favorite AK and your least favorite AK that you've ever shot? So, you know, do balance we, that there. Do we have to own this AK? Nope, just one that you've that you've shot in the past. So... Favorite and worst, hmm. and American versus foreign. Which one do you prefer? Who? What is the business that Jim Fuller now owns? Because there was, um, he had that one company and then he sold it. And now he is, he's on his own. I'm going to look it up real quick. So you go ahead and tell me your favorite AK. Yeah. And it's possible you think uh, the one, Rifle Dynamics is one that's coming to mind. We also, got... yeah. So he sold Rifle Dynamics. And he has Fuller Phoenix now, correct? Yes. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, if I were to, if I was going to get like a really nice AK and spend the money for it, because like they're not inexpensive, I would go to like the man who's been in it forever Ever. and knows Ever. AKs inside and out. And I don't know. I just hope that like one day I could do like one of his build classes. That would be awesome. Like this guy, he's so much fun to talk to, so knowledgeable. And uh, yeah, so I would say, I would say that. You know, he does bachelorette parties, right? Well. So one day you're going to get married. And if you need an activity to do beforehand, that is just the best. Maybe you guys should all go and build AKs. Yeah. Just an idea. Can you imagine? I'm sure he's probably never done a bachelorette AK build party. Oh, I thought he had, but maybe it was just bachelor parties. Yeah. Bachelorette AK party would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so. Favorite AK. Now I'm not an AK connoisseur. I've only ever shot 
cheap AKs, but I've never shot bad AKs. That's not true. There's one that like wasn't my favorite. Um, it was just like a little bit stiff. The interesting thing about the cheap AKs, if you work on them, you know, you, you know, you just kind of get all the parts fitting properly. Yeah. They can run good and nice, but out of the box, sometimes they can be a little bit stiff. Um, so for favorite, yeah, this is not a question for me. I mean, Ava, you have more experience with this, but I would say, I could say the worst one I've shot, which wasn't that awful, but it was because the butt plate was slightly smaller than the, um, than the stock, the stock. And so there's this little gap that when you got that cheek weld, it would pinch and you shot just a teeny bit. And it was a Century Arms BFG seven, uh, 47. And it's just that teeny little gap. Like, if, again, like I said, if I were to take sandpaper to and just worked on all the little parts, yeah. I'd probably tune it up and it would shoot nice. But just out of the box, it was slightly uncomfortable. Uh, so it wasn't horrible. I did an AK class, an urban AK class with Clint Smith at Thunder Ranch with okay. that AK. And so I am very familiar with that AK. Uh, you have the same. It didn't. It didn't pinch my cheek. Okay. And actually, Clint Smith, I I don't, I don't want to say he picks favorites, but like him and I hit it off really well. And he definitely looked out for me, which I appreciate because I think a lot of people are like super scared of him. But he, he was super nice to me the entire time. But he let me use his AK, which was still from Century Arms, but I feel like maybe it was a little more polished up and. Um, and the one that I initially got, like where the sling was, uh, because the sling was like, I think in the back of like where the butt plate was. And I was like, why is the sling right here? Like it just, it was, there was something awkward about it. And, um, and so he gave me his and I have to say, so like, I think that AK class was, it was two or three days long and we shot a lot of ammo. Um, my shoulder hurt so bad. I ended up taking a washcloth from the hotel, which we were staying like, at, I think it was like a Motel 8. It was, it was really gross because we're in the middle of nowhere. And that was like the best that we could find. And um, I put it between my sports bra because I was just like, I was in so the much recoil. pain. It hurt oh. so bad because there's nothing that's absorbing that recoil. I mean, you have this wooden stock, this little thin metal plate. You just no. get the spring that you get and... Yeah. yeah, and then it it uh, I had fingerless gloves on, and so any part that my where my skin was exposed, so just like you know flipping the safety on and off, and then where that trigger guard was, on both my hands I had blisters, so I had to keep like putting, and they just kept getting worse. So I'd keep putting band aids all over my fingers, and then on the other hands, uh, we were all using the same gun to do, uh, to run through like this like obstacle course, and so it was getting really heated. And I ended up burning my freaking hand. And uh, yeah, although I will say Sentry Arms, not the biggest fan of their AKs, but we did not have any malfunctions. And I think there was eight people in the class. So it did hold up pretty well. And that's the thing is like with Sentry Arms, you can get their entry level gun and then they have their nice guns. So if you're getting the cheapest gun, you're getting the cheapest gun. And if you want to get something nicer, you get something a little bit nicer. Yeah, the one that we that did have... was was everybody running AK forty sevens or was anybody running an AK seventy four? No, everyone was running the exact same gun, but the one that we did have issues with was the PSL that kept jamming, and Interesting. that yeah. So who knows? Um, but yeah, we're interested to know what you guys think and what your favorite AKs are or least favorite. 
and uh, and let us know if we're missing out on something. If there's an AK out there that we need to try out, because I'm always more than happy to get my hands on on any gun. And a quick two cents to American versus foreign. If it's a 100% foreign AK, that one it's, wins. I feel like yeah, I was like eh, I feel like that's you better. You can't though because they when they import them they have to send them in parts or disassemble them and then replace them with American parts. So that point yeah. you're getting like a hodgepodge. But if it was a pure foreign AK, usually those win in my opinion. But. Well, I do have some AKs that um, that were all together uh, pre importation. So very cool. Um, and then yeah, I was gonna say like American versus foreign. It's kind of like the same thing with vehicles. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of like American vehicles, which is really sad to say because I'm always trying to support American companies. But we just need to step our game up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know vehicles. I can't talk to that. But there you go. Hot take. I from mean, Eva. She yeah, doesn't you... like America. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this is going back to like who's more American. <laughs> I'm gonna pull this out of context and use it to. Launch a smear campaign against Ava. All right, whatever. Have fun with your stupid Subaru, okay? <laughs> so we got a listener question, and this was when we were talking about uh, pricing on certain pew-pews, and I was using the term credits, and somebody asked, is the credits thing a restriction on YouTube? Would be news to me. This is from AK All Day 502 And the answer is yes. Sometimes the YouTube algorithm kind of detects what you're talking about, and you're not supposed to participate in the sale of firearms in a YouTube video. And depending on who's looking at that video, talking about a price could be construed to be participating in the sale of firearms. So sometimes you're going to hear me talk about credits instead of dollars when it comes to pricing. And that's just so nobody at YouTube could possibly think that we were selling firearms because for the YouTube algorithm, we don't sell firearms. We are not a gun store. We just talk about the stuff. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, by the way, AK All Day, if you were listening, you accidentally hit a four-star for Gun Funny Podcast instead of a five-star. If we could just go back and fix that, that would be great. Or tell us what we need to <laughs> get that fifth star and we'll earn it because... No, I think I think it was an accident. Okay. It better be an accident. Otherwise, I would Let's... find you too. <laughs> Ava, before we get into the Golden Trigger Awards, which I want to dedicate the most amount of time to, because there's going to be a lot to go over, so I'm trying to blaze through everything else. Um, you got a bunch of compliments when you were complaining about how terrible you looked one morning, so people are saying, Ava, uh, looking good, Ava, come on. That was from Will. And then somebody said, cool glasses, Ava. So, <laughs> worry not, everybody thinks you look cool. Although, you know what's weird? Don't stress it. So, a few people now have brought it to my attention. They're like, they're like, you You look nothing like yourself, like, on the podcast. They all think I look weird, like, different. And my camera guy was like, yeah, your cheeks look larger and your nose looks bigger. And so for those who are wondering, you guys probably think I have all this lighting on me. I'm actually, like, recording it basically in the dark. The only lighting that I have is, like, a little bit of lighting coming from my window. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I'm the so one it, that has a massive studio light blasting on my face, and you're the one that the room is just dark yeah, over there. So Yeah, but obviously it's not good lighting if people think that my nose looks big and, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but it does kind of make me feel a little self-conscious. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Here we go again. I know. It's like, so So please, guys, send more compliments my way. That would be great. <laughs> um, And then we were talking about being part of weird, not weird, Facebook groups, but community Facebook groups and how weird they can get. Yeah. Um, and then Jacob 
BG6494 left a comment for you, Ava, because you were the one commenting about your, your Facebook group. Yeah, he said, small towns are interesting. Mine has less than 1,000 people. It's a different world, really. Our town Facebook page can be pretty interesting. I can only imagine. That's tiny. Yeah, no kidding. And then how do you find, I don't know, I feel like dating would just be horrible, which I made, I made a comment when I was in Kansas. I was like, oh, I'm really glad I'm not trying to, like, I don't live here and I'm not trying to date because it was, it was slim picking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't in this, I wasn't in the city um, area much, so I didn't see how populated it was or anything like that. I just got an Airbnb. That's my, my You're choice. all by yourself. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I had somebody who's going to come and film with me, actually, and then the flights got so messed up that I just ended up going by myself and had to, like, fly two states over and then drive up the morning of, and it was exciting. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, you I'm actually, hilarious. you know what, I'm actually really proud that you still made it. I thought for sure, like, the minute your flight got canceled, I was like, well, that's it. He's not coming, but you made it, so. I was so tempted. I was so tempted, but I'm so happy I went. It was really good. Yeah. So there's two parts to the Golden Trigger Awards. For anybody wondering, it's like an award ceremony that they do at TriggerCon to kind of recognize the best innovation in firearms. And there's the different people that Ava picked, but she was on a panel of judges. Um, So what she picked, some of the people got voted for best for the Golden Trigger Award, but some people we wanted to give them honorable mentions and just kind of talk about the interesting and cool things that we saw when we were there because there was what you picked, Ava, and then there was what actually got voted for the Golden Trigger Awards. So I thought it would be fun to both. Yeah, and I I will say, okay, so going back, so Golden Trigger Award panelists, um, I don't know how they necessarily pick who gets to vote. I was a voter last year as well, and... um, I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal because what there was like, I think they said there was a hundred content creators. I hate the word influencers and that came in and there was only about 10 panelists, I want to say, give or take. Um, And so it was, you know, it was like nice to be included. I was the only female on that panel. Same with last year. And last year got a little heated because who they wanted to pick. I was like, I don't agree with like it was it was this company that I shot all five of their guns that they had on the line. I was like, I hated their stuff. It was crap. I'm not voting for them. And then uh, I, I went pretty hard for uh, Trailblazer with the pivot. I thought, you know, if we're going for most innovative product or mis- most innovative rifle, uh, I thought that they should have won. And, you know, so I take it very seriously. I'm not just like, well, if this is what everybody else thinks. Okay. And then afterwards, I did have a few people come up to me and they're like, wow, like, good for you. You know, you know, you really know your guns. And uh, and I will say some of the panelists didn't really even talk that much, which I'm kind of hoping that maybe they don't return next year or they pick somebody else. Because I do think that everyone should contribute to overall who the winner is. The one thing that I disagreed with is so there's three days of TriggerCon. Uh, Friday was just kind of for content creators. They did open the doors at like, I think, 12 or one o'clock. Um, but we only had so much time to go around and, you know, see what everybody was debuting. And and it was the company's responsibility to uh, put in for the, the, you know, award, like to be considered. Submit their product, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I wish we had more time because it, towards the end, I was like really kind of rushing and, and trying to check out all the products because I wanted to give everybody a fair opportunity. I also wish that we would have shot the guns because uh, so oh, like Friday a before you voted. 
Yeah, because so there was Friday, and then we had to, we had to submit our. Um, I think it was like at five five thirty that evening. We had to go in, in the back of the room, and uh, was it was this this actual room, not the back of the room, and um, and then vote on it. But Sunday, that's when we got to shoot everything, and I will say that my opinion on a lot of products significantly changed after I shot them. And that kind of, I would have actually voted a little bit differently. So I do think that everybody was very deserving. Um, and then another thing is, uh, so Hollison, you know, they stole the show at SHOT Show with their totally night vision. Their, yeah, that hands down night vision. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hands down, I loved that. I mean, you know, at one point, Classic Firearms came up to me and they, they were like, hey, so who do you think, you know, has the best product at SHOT Show? And I said, hands down, Hollison. But... They wanted to give Hollison best of show, and I was like, "Yeah, but I feel like Hollison already won best of show for for Shot Show," and they they corrected me and they were like, "Look, we got to act like you know Shot Show never happened," and so Shot Show never happened. Like, what would you pick? And then I was like, "Well, hands down, I still think that that was like an amazing product that they were able to come up with something that was, you know, so awesome. This tiny little package, and then the price point is just like right up everyone's alley, where most people now can afford night vision." Yep. So that was my uh, my little spiel. But should we go over who actually won? Yes, let's do it. All right. Let's... So um, I took a little picture of it. All right. So for accessories, it was Hardhead Veterans. Unfortunately, I didn't get to check out their product, but they make. So what I've heard is is they make like a really cool like micro lattice, and it it's supposed to like mold to your head, and it makes wearing a hard hat so much more comfortable. And ballistic and, helmets specifically is yeah, is their and, focus. yeah. and uh, uh, one of the guys, Pew Pew Tactical. I mean, he had nothing but really good things to say about him. And then so did uh, who was the other guy that was sitting there? I want to say like Breach Bang Breach Bang Clear. Um, but anyways, they were saying that you know this this company hired a bunch of like third-party testers so that they could get like really good you know really good testing in and to make sure that they were putting out an awesome product so i feel like a lot of work went into that and i was definitely okay with voting them for best of um honorable mention was shallow tech and yeah we both really liked them and i gotta say i after you know shooting their stuff at range day i was like man sold i am definitely going to use um they essentially make SIG P365 frames for anybody wondering. And and, and the 320, the P320 as well. And the 320, well. but they're all metal. And that doesn't mean they're heavy because um, they use their, I can't remember specifically the type of, of aluminum they use. It could, but yeah. It, it essentially comes in two parts with the top and then the grip. So if you wanted to, you could go with a really long grip and a short slide, or if you wanted to go with that really long XL slide and a really short grip, you could. Yeah. It's very nifty. I mean, uh, it, it's impressed. literally like making the P365 and 320 into Legos. Um, my favorite part, and this has been done before, um, but you have that little paddle, um, like kind of like that, I'm sorry, paddle, pedal, um, that is right there along the frame of the gun, which is going to help with recoil so that when it wants to kick back, your thumb holds it down. And I felt like that was really effective, especially after shooting it on the range. As far as optics and sights go, I don't know why I can't make this bigger on my phone. 
it's it's kind of funny. The minute that a new phone comes out, you notice how your iPhone starts acting up because I have noticed that. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, so best of show was Hollison because I was like, you know what? If you take Shot Show out of the mix, I agree with. But then as a result, um, Rick's Optics R I X they won the uh, the best most innovative for optics and sights category, and they came out with like some optical zoom thermal scope did you get a chance to check that out i did get to see that and it was clear 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 it was cool cool. yeah and not to mention it's zoom like you can zoom in zoom out so that's something that has not been done before Uh, as far as handguns uh oracle arms won for their 2311 i talked to the guys there and um they did quite a bit of you know they did quite a few things that were a little bit different than your typical 2011 the thing that i liked the most though is i think every gun came with four or five magazines which is something that's really huge and and kind of an issue that a lot of people are running into with their 2011s they want more magazines they're using it for um you know for uh for competition yeah so you know you need more magazines but you're they're running into an issue of finding them you know as far as availability but then if they do find them they're expensive pretty high yeah Yeah. and the interesting thing about those of that 2311 so for anybody wondering there's you know your 2011 and you have stuff like the staccato or you have nighthawk customs or Mm -hmm. you know these really nice guns they're they're super expensive but what um what this 20 what uh the 2311 I want to say I want to say 2011 but the 2311 essentially what they've done is they've copied the SIG P320 template so instead it's running off of a more SIG familiar platform is what you're going to notice when you shoot it rather than the classic 2011 so yeah. it's essentially taking that SIG and elevating it to the status of that 2011 was their goal with it it was very very interesting and I really want to shoot it cuz I didn't get to go to the range day. I, actually I know. Yeah, I actually came home Saturday evening, and so I want to shoot that twenty three eleven like crazy because um, it I, was very hyped. Yeah, and I I will say that the range day was actually a lot of fun. My goal was to just get there and shoot as many guns as I possibly could. I think I shot a total of like thirty or thirty five, which is quite a bit nice. for. And I did it in like two or three hours. I was like, go 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 go. You know, it was That's fun. Very good. Uh, as far as long gun, so Victor Industries, VKTR, they had their, it was a VK1 and it was piston driven. And then they also had a lot of internals that were uh, slightly modified. And you could tell they put a lot of work into the design of that. Uh, one of the designers was uh, the owner of um, WL, or I'm sorry, LWRC. Are you familiar with that AR company? No. They, yeah, I don't even know if they're still in business. I think they're out of business. And then, as far as suppressors go, there was the replicator, which I'd never heard of before. A lot of what's also kind of nice is actually a lot of these companies I will admit I've never heard of before. And that's the nice thing about Rainier Arms is they give a lot of people, a lot of new companies, an opportunity to get exposure and show Um, off new products. Yeah, yeah. Because when I interviewed a lot of these companies, they were all saying that they just came out. They launched of January of last year. Yep. And it's pretty incredible. It's it's nice that like you can still manufacture guns and you know and kind of make a wave in the industry and be you know so new. 
and generally it comes from people that had a ton of previous experience in a different yeah. company. And so they they know how to get things rolling that quickly. And then to that suppressor that you mentioned, that's a pretty interesting one, the replicator. I think it's by Huxworks. And no, no, it's not. That's not by Huxworks. Huxworks was a uh, a separate. So the replicator they had a booth as well, yeah. Yeah, the replicator uh, is the company, and like I said, I'd never heard of uh, it before. Sure. But um, they had something kind of cool because it was like what zero back pressure or something. Yes, uh, and and it's Replicator USA, correct? That's is that the full name of the company? Um, it could be on my list. It just says Replicator. Essentially, the idea behind that suppressor is you pop it on any gun. And you don't need to adjust the gas. Like, it'll just run. And that's the beauty of those flow-through designs. Um, so, it's just the, that print, like that. I, I don't want to call it 3D printing because it's, I think it's technically called, like, reverse manufacturing or additive manufacturing. So, it's not technically 3D printing. But that's sort of the beauty of that. You can They can come up with some insane designs inside those. Yeah. Sensors, so, that's very cool. Yeah, it says it doesn't require a gas adjustment or special bolts, etc. Runs just like your weapon does, unsuppressed. So, pretty cool. Lots of innovation in the industry, and I always enjoy, you know, seeing it. It was a lot of fun, too, just to see all the people there um, that, you know, content creators, people who are making videos. It was fun just to see a ton of people there. It was fun to meet you guys as well. We met a couple people that are fans of the podcast that are listening right now. Yeah. Um, they that was just a. What? That's a question, and I, I've put it in our next episode. So if you're listening, keep a heads up for that because it will show up. Wasn't that a good feeling though? So we were like we were walking together because there was a few companies that I wanted to introduce you to, and uh, one of the guys stopped us, and they were like, "Yeah, we listen to your show." And I was like, "Okay, who brought who over?" Because you know you have your followers, I have my followers, and um, I forget exactly what he said. I mean, they said they watch my stuff, but I don't know if they necessarily came over from my channel. Yeah. In the case, but they're like, no, like we just we like the podcast. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we listen and, to the podcast. In fact, you know what? I took a picture with them. We we both did. I'm gonna post that, and I'm gonna be like, yes, our first fans. It's great. We it have only took two, two and a half months. Yeah. Well, no, we have three because we know somebody got a tattoo, and I'm I'm sure that's more like you know five or six because I'm sure everybody at that tattoo parlor like they they're listening to this right now, so. You know, we got at least six fans, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, only took two and a half months. It's it's totally fine. We're we're living the life here. But no, it was a ton of fun. And uh, for anybody listening, you can come next year if you're in the area. Uh, but yeah, the shows are a ton of fun. If there's ever an opportunity to come to these shows, like from a public side, I know SHOT shows like mostly industry. And I mean, because of that, it's not super geared towards people just coming in and having a super fun yeah. time. It's It's mostly like business. But if you can ever make it to one of these shows that's open to the public, definitely come. It's a ton of fun. All right. So now I think that we should go over some of the companies that uh, maybe they didn't you know, submit to be in the Trigger Awards or they did um, or companies that maybe I changed my mind about after shooting the product or actually like holding it. Um, some of the companies that come to mind, so Cro-Mag, their stuff was pretty cool and I they messaged me on Instagram a few times and they were like, yeah, we're from Canada. And I was just like, eh, okay, whatever. And I kind of ignored them. <laughs> I feel bad, but it, it happens more often than not. Um, but they had some cool stuff. So it looked like, you know, essentially a stripper clip, which that was the only downfall is I'm like, nobody really uses stripper clips anymore. And, but you take it 
and then you just insert it and you record a video with them that should yeah. be coming out, I guess, this month. I mean, he even showed me how to use it without a stripper clip and you essentially just stack them in because yeah. um, it's like this this little speed loader where you just stack them in and it folds up, which is like the nifty part. You stack them in, the Chromag, and then instead of like putting each bullet in, pressing it in, instead you stack just them all push and it. press one time. Yeah. Um, so even if you're doing it without the stripper clips, it will they'll it'll still load your gun faster. He showed me how to do that. So I learned something new there. But yeah, I was filming a video with them and uh they whooped me. It was a race yeah. and they definitely won. Those uh, guys are fun though. They're they're really fun guys to talk to. Yeah, they were they were interesting. They were all in the uh Canadian, Canadian military. military. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was Lionheart Industries. I did not get a chance to shoot their product, but theirs was kind of interesting. Um, they had the Vulcan 9, which is like a double action plus. And from my understanding, because I'm still trying to wrap my mind around this whole thing. So it's, you know, the, 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 um, uh, whatchamacallit is forward, the yeah. hammer. Yep. I don't know why today I'm like, um, so the hammer's forward, you pull the trigger, it goes back. I don't think it shot around, or was it you had to pull it twice or something, and maybe that's the double action? It's it, a, was, it was it a was, very nifty system. I didn't get to dig deep into it. But essentially, it looked like you could like pull the trigger, it would move the hammer, and you could also pull it back and then slide it forward and you could still shoot. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I I, I, did, I wish I was there for the range day because I wanted to shoot that one to understand yeah. how it worked. So I, I missed the boat on that one. I know. That was the one gun that I, I wanted to shoot and I didn't get to shoot it. Um, CZ also came out with the Shadow 2 Compact. So for those who, you know, are all about, like, you know, there's a lot of CZ fanboys out there. But also, you know, if you're all about the, the Shadow 2 and you use it for competition, it kind of just makes sense that you would have one for concealed carry so they took the shadow two and they made it compact which i think is an inch smaller as far as the barrel and slide go and the grip um shot it it doesn't shoot as well as the shadow two you know which makes sense of course it's just a little bit smaller it's gonna have more recoil yeah uh the victor the vk1 pistol driven ar that piston yep uh yeah i'm sorry p yeah pistol piston driven um that shot well, but I expected it to have a little bit less recoil because when I interviewed the guys, they were like, oh, it shoots so flat. It feels like a 22. And at first I was like, well, maybe it was just me because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat petite. And uh, but I was watching some of the other guys shoot it, like some of these bigger guys. And like they were still moving quite a bit when they were shooting it. But when you think about piston driven, then it's like, OK, I can, you know, I can understand. But you could tell they put a ton of work and effort into that. And then um MCM firearms. Okay, so I think they were one of my favorites. I loved the design. So it has that integrally suppressed uh, upper. And, and for anybody wondering, like maybe you know, maybe you don't, that's essentially, it's a suppressor that's built into the barrel. So yeah. it makes it shorter, right? It just makes it a regular barrel length because it's yeah. just built into the barrel. So that's just for anybody wondering. Yeah, so essentially it looked like maybe like an 8-inch barrel, and then at the end of that was a suppressor that was built into it. And it's, it, this wasn't innovative. It's been done before. I think HK designed something similar like in the 70s or 80s. Um, but it was still kind of a cool concept, but I shot probably the five guns that they had, and it's for a 9mm. Um, I think actually they had one for forty-five, And like hands down, I was like, dang, 
that they shot really well. I was really, really impressed with that. Super quiet. And I definitely want one of those. And I think the the 45, for what I've heard from everybody, is just like the king of suppressed pistols. Uh, because it's it was, pretty subsonic, so you're not paying yeah. extra for ammo, right? You're going in with a ton of mass behind what you're shooting. But I think the fact that it's already subsonic just makes it cheaper to shoot as well. Well, also, so. the, part of their design is they take, you could take like any 9mm, like 115 grain, whatever, shoot it, and it's going to be like subsonic. So you can actually sure. put like really cheap nine millimeter. Yeah, it was that was a cool design. I've never seen anything like that. So essentially, because it's integrally suppressed, and I've always thought about this, it slows the bullet down enough by bleeding off enough gas that it never even gets that supersonic speed, yeah. Yeah. which is very very cool because it's not like you're losing performance from doing that. Because when you get a subsonic round, it's essentially just a slower bullet, but they're just <laughs> slowing down a nine mil. That is mm-hmm. so cool. That is yeah. very impressive. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that wraps it up, uh, unless there was anything else that you saw that you wanted to highlight. Uh, no, I think I think we got over it. I love some of the stuff from Shallow Tech. Um, I actually, <laughs> like you mentioned, there's a bunch of new companies. I've been testing out some of these uh, Gideon optics. Uh, there are a bunch of guys that have come from other optics companies and kind of combined forces to do some cool stuff. So I mean, I'm testing those out now. I've been having a lot of fun with those. Um, yeah, it was a fun show. I think we covered pretty much everything, though, that I that I found interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, hopefully you guys learned quite a bit. Definitely check out those companies. I think it's, you know, what kind of makes the industry great is just, you know, we always have new products and, uh, and you know, just lots for you guys to choose from. So definitely give them a follow. Let them know that we sent you. And then, as always, if you guys have any questions for us, don't hesitate. Write down below if you're watching the YouTube video or if you're listening on the podcast. Feel free to email us at pewpewpanel at gmail.com. Yep, pewpewpanel at gmail.com. Send us your would-you-rather questions, listener questions, or just your comments. Thank you guys for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next time.